pick it up. What do you need me to do? I'll do something. You want me to do a jig? I'll start dancing. I don't care. If anyone, anyone, if anyone thinks that peanut M&Ms are oh, superior buddy. to Reese's Pieces. I thought we were going to work into this. I didn't know we were just popping right out of the game I'm going it. right out with it. And here it is. Here's my statement. Greg from First Issue Club. Yep. Our friends yep. over at First Issue Club. But I'm excluding Greg in the friends <laughs> part. Because he said that peanut M&Ms are a better candy than Reese's Pieces. Yes. Like which, sociopath. Which I have a lot of problems with, but continue. I would also like, okay, so this <laughs> morphed into me being upset at that statement. Which never happens. I've never been upset at a statement. But now, now I'm mad at this statement from Greg from First Issue Club. And I'm going to loop in Ty from Who the Hell Is This For? Yeah. So what I want to throw down right now is a challenge, a gauntlet, a face slap, what, what, what have you. And I want to challenge them to a trivia night. Yeah. Here. Debates on Tap presents trivia. Debates on Tap presents trivia. Okay. Five rounds. <laughs> Loser. Losers. Yeah. Of each round. Sure. Shot Jaeger. <laughs> so the worse you do, the worse you're going to do for the rest of the night. Fair? That's a fair call out, right? Because... It's such a shitty candy to pick <laughs> over another candy. And then I had to loop in a third party to make it not just head to head. Right. And that's what I went with. That's Ooh, fair, right? What, what are Vargas and I going to be doing? MCs. Oh, you're the hosts. I could hammer that down. I'm going to participate and I'm going to kick their asses. <laughs> and then Greg and Ty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see a problem with this. We'll schedule it. Yeah. But they've been officially called out by Brian. Okay. I won't loop you guys into that. Without giving too much away, what kind of trivia? Anything. <laughs> Leave it open. <laughs> Leave it open. Because I don't want them to study and beat me on my own show. It's true. That would be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. Almost <laughs> as embarrassing as saying that peanut M&Ms are better than Reese's Pieces. Correct. Nothing says fair fight like open-ended trivia night challenge. Right. With shots of Jaeger, maybe some slaps. <laughs> I, who knows? I'm definitely going to slap them. <laughs> God. Welcome to Ann Another Thing. This podcast where we drink, we talk, and everyone wins. Except, except for those Greg two. and Ty. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm Virtual Vargas. <laughs> virtual Vargas. Our boy on a... We've had some technical Yeah, we've been trying to figure this shit out for a while, and we just said fuck it and just the the setup is hilarious so there's a phone with a microphone that's all anyone <laughs> needs to know how yeah. you doing over there fine how are you guys over there i mean we're pretty good we're having some sours out of a out of colorado called double dry hop citra mosaic motueka sour uh brennan was busy photographing the evidence of our of, of well part of the setup part of the setup. i could probably panorama it and, uh, we should do that for sure. <laughs> uh, but it's out of it's out of Denver, and it's uh, it's really good. Are you are you enjoying a beverage yourself over there, up in uh, Minnesota? Yeah, I'm just having Boulevard Lemon Ginger Rattler. So Boulevard Rattler. I hope. Uh, ready. Get ready. Here it comes. Here comes the panorama. It looks surprising, to say the least. <laughs> but 
Rem- that looks really good. Remember, and another thing is a podcast where you can enjoy it from all parts of the world. Of wherever, right? So it doesn't matter. We don't even care where we're from. We host it from all over the world. You can enjoy it from all over the world. But this sour is really good. Um, I'm sad Vargas has to miss out because it has the sticker on a can. I know. I'm super sad. It looks really cool, too. It also looks, it's like a, uh, I don't know if you, it's like a. Yeah, you going cross-eyed? Because it it's looks like fish scales or something. Yeah, it's it's like a scaly looking thing. It's, it's awesome. It's it tastes beer. great. It tastes great. We're we're pounding them. Uh, we've we've been telling each other how we're best friends over here. It's been crazy. It's yeah, been, we've, a been lot having, of fun. we've been having a time. Nobody's got pants on. It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> we miss you though. We miss you, and we're glad you're here virtually. No, you don't. It's fine though. <laughs> <laughs> Has well, anyone been doing anything new? I finished Shit's Creek. <gasps> It's a good. Uh, well, well, hold on. Don't they have a season six? But it's not it's on not, Hulu. It's right. not on any any streaming platform. They have, yet. as I as far as I'm aware, season six is a normal season and then an hour special. Yes. Uh, series finale. I finished season five, which is delightful. It pays off in immense ways, and I love it. I didn't tear up like seven out of, I, out of the ten. That's episodes. the kind of show that I, I think we have talked about before, where it starts out goofy, funny. Then has all these wonderful character building moments that pays off very well throughout the show. And the way they build them up, by the way, yeah. you're not a lot of shows you're like, oh, this is clearly gonna lead to something. But right. with a lot of those moments in Shits Creek, you're just like, that was funny. I'd like to learn that. Absolutely. And then it pays off it's five and six. Dividends. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch Shits Creek. Yep. In the sixth season, which sh- premiered regular as it does is that's the last season ever on on crave or pop or one of those some canadian, canadian network shit no no shit's creek yeah Vargas, <laughs> ah. what about you what have you what uh what have you been into lately um so i got injustice the injustice 2 oh yeah on sale on playstation uh and i super like fighting games but i'm really shitty at them sure you know I've heard uh, those. So, that story is nuts. Yeah, it's pretty wild. The first one was crazy. The second one's not as like super wild as the first one. You sure. Know? But the first game started with like Superman killing the Joker. So right. It's kind of hard to go more crazy than that. <laughs> yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah. Right. Huh. So I don't know. That's Nothing awesome. too exciting. They Did made those. Okay. Oh, they made those into... Did they come from comic books or did they make comic books afterwards? They made comics after. Okay, gotcha. I didn't know if it was based on something or if it was just something else, but... No, and they made so many of those comics. That's like, what, yeah. 60 years of it or something. Holy shit. Yeah. Say, the first Injustice came out a, a, long, a long time, time ago. At yeah. least six years ago, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the bare minimum, six years ago. Uh, the Injustice comics came out, but uh, Brennan, what have you been up to lately? Uh, Molly and I have been watching a lot of a show called Dead to Me, which is on Netflix. Yep. Has Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Oh, uh, which don't oof, get me started boy. on Linda Cardellini. Uh, <laughs> it is a, a Cardellini. That's a like a, a, a penne pasta with like a, a red sauce. You're thinking of tortellini. Yeah. Oh, tortellini. Cardellini is the flat noodle. <laughs> <laughs> with a white sauce but it's about a uh, a woman whose husband dies in a hit and run accident um and she goes to a grief counseling session and meets up with another person who as well as lost someone um and then it's both very touching very in 
touch with its like grief and grieving, but also is de- like hilarious. Yeah. So shit pops off in that show. If I remember, it right. does shit pops off because I had seen some of the first season. Same. And then as Molly, Molly watched it and I was kind of watching with her and I was like, Oh, I remember more than I thought I did, especially how it ends and everything like that. Um, and then we're working our way through the second season, which is also, which is basically the first season, but flipped. I don't want to say too much. You can't give too much away. I don't want to give too much away, but basically if you haven't seen the first season, anything I say, about the second season is a giant spoiler. <laughs> uh, but basically the second season is basically the same story, just different. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still funny. It's still hilarious. I still laugh a lot. Uh, Christina Applegate's, uh, and Linda Carlini's humor is is very like them together is hilarious. Right. They they seem I, like I said I've only right. seen like two or three episodes from right. the first season, but from what I saw, yeah, they worked well together. Yes, I would agree. Linda Cardellini could work well with anybody. She can work well. Yep. Um. So, <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah. So it's it 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 ties into the whole. We talked many times about uh, good horror and good comedy work well from a story about that's grounded in something. And this is grounded very well in grief and losing someone and things like that. It's, it's great. Speaking of grief, can I go again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I watched Patton Oswalt's new special. Oh yeah. <laughs> and his last one was very centered around grief. His new one is very centered around, uh, moving on and like his life after grief and Good. love and everything. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So go check that out. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Right? And it's two specials, isn't it? Well, so what I know it is, it is, but so it's don't, like don't lie. the second one is is not Patton. It's like someone he wanted to promote. It's Hatton. It's Hatton Foswalt. <laughs> it's someone he wanted to promote. I can't remember his name, but it's like a, a lesser known comic sure. and that he got his own special just oh. tied to Patton's. I don't know if they work something out, but anyway, uh, I think it's called I Lo- like Patton's is like, what is it, Vargas? Is it like I love laughing or I love to laugh or something yeah. Patton Oswalt? You know, just search Pat Oswald on Netflix. You'll find it. It's the one that came out this year. But speaking of other things coming out this year. I love everything. I love everything. Nothing about laughing. <laughs> just I did that during. Bob uh, Rubin is the other guy. Bob Rubin. And I told Vargas, he's how I picture you guys introducing me to other people. Just the. He's given up his vices, but not his madcap rants. Strap in and hold on tight for a wild ride down comedian Bob Rubin's swirling stream of consciousness. He's a lot. You just take Bob Rubin out, put Brian Lane. That's that's if I if you guys weren't it. here and I just had the microphone, it would be a rabbit hole and a stream of consciousness that goes down a waterfall. <laughs> Talk about strapping in. Hey, Brian, what's up? Oh, I've just been seeing a lot of people give to charities lately, so I'm trying to fit in, but I can't find one that I get anything out of. Um, are you looking for something more than the intrinsic happiness you get from helping others? Yes, yes, I'm dead inside, so I want something tangible. Let's put a pin in that, uh, but I think I have something for you. Have you heard of Hope Clothing here in Kansas City? I have not, but it does sound super cool and hip even. It is. They work with KC tattoo artists who design shirts that benefit local Kansas City charities like Greenworks and Rosebrooks. They even plant a tree for every shirt sold to help the world stop burning. Wow, that is amazing. Sounds like I'm going to be paying like $100 for a shirt, though. Way less. In fact, if you use promo code DEBATE10 at checkout, you can save an additional 10%. Uh, I've heard enough. Where can I find these kick-ass shirts? Easy. HopeClothingKC.com. They even offer free shipping. Uh, where? HopeClothingKC.com. Right, but where is that? 
the internet. Oh, nice! Okay, that's the end of the bit. HopeClothingKC.com. The promo code is DEBATE10. Things coming out this year. You guys heard, right? You guys heard about the brand new thing that's been in, uh, that's definitely existed nope. in a space. I, I've heard anything about it. Why don't you tell me about it? All right, it's this, it's this cut of a movie <laughs> that has existed since the since the original movie came sure. out. Oh, David Fincher's Assembly Cut. You're so close. Oh, uh, Ridley Scott's director's cut of uh, uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, the final cut. I'll give you guys one more guess. Oh, uh, Ridley Scott's uh, the Blade Runner, like one of the second cuts, because there's five cuts of Blade Runner. Fuck, you guys are so close. Are we? Yes. Uh, the cut of Aliens with uh, Hadley's Hope. That's it. Stuff. That's it. The director's cut of, of that. J- James Cameron, yeah. And That's, James Cameron also put out a director's cut of T- Terminator 2. So Those are coming out next year. <laughs> this this year, what's coming out is a cut that has existed. No, it's, it's still coming out next next year. What's coming out next year is a cut that's existed. <laughs> since For sure, since 2017. Since 2017, when the movie came out, but against the director's will, I guess. They held him down in a chair and didn't let him and do his sh- own vision. Oh, I was going to make a really bad joke. <laughs> was it like about a, something that actually happened that I was going to make a joke about? That's not bad. We don't want to talk about that. Let's not go into rapey jokes. No, that. <laughs> We're, of course, talking about Justice League and the motherfucking dumb Snyder cut. Dumb Snyder is a director <laughs> who's known for his not great work. I would say I, I cannot Watchmen, remember. Right? I think, yes, yes. I can't, I think we've dove into a little bit of Zack Snyder's filmography and how we feel about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yes, Zack Snyder was in the process of making justice league, which was the follow-up to his reviled Batman versus Superman. You have to explain that word. <laughs> To Vargas. Basically. <laughs> it was not reviewed and received well. Ah, not, okay. No, yes, yes. like a very select minority of people liked Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, yeah. Vargas, you following now? Yeah. I okay. All right. Good, and, good. And actually, there is a director's cut for Batman vs. Superman that I think is better than the theatrical cut. But which, you were so not on board with which, the theatrical cut. again... Would I rather be kicked in the face or kicked in the nuts? I mean, it's right. kind of like, yeah, yeah. which one's better, truly? Definitely the but nuts. But the director's cut of Batman vs. Superman is actually, it makes it a better movie, which was already a piss, for, piss poor, shit filled movie. Whatever. Mm. So, anyway, so Zack Snyder was making Justice League, which was the follow up to that movie. His. <laughs> it's not like. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Vargas's really uh, girlfriend just made an appearance on the podcast for the I don't first think time she knew ever. He was recording. Yeah, um, but anyway, so in the middle, they were making uh, Justice League. They had uh, they were in production. They were shooting a film when by there are different accounts of what actually happened and what blah blah. blah but Zack Snyder's uh, daughter committed suicide and passed away. Um, well, that's not a comedy podcast anymore. Yep. So Zack Snyder, um, whether depending on who you believe was he stepped aside, said, I need to focus on my family, et cetera, et cetera. Some people think that he was pushed off the movie, which is what we'll get to here in a second. Uh. Joss Whedon came in and took over finishing filming as well as the reshoots and post-production of the movie. And Joss Whedon does great work. Yes, and, and from by all accounts... Yes, and. Hear that, Vargas? He said yes, and. Yes, and. By all accounts... Um, I, I follow a, a a few film critics and writers, blah, blah, blah. 
who had visited when uh, the set of Justice League when Zack Snyder was filming it. And they had said Zack Snyder was like, oh boy, the reception to Batman vs Superman was not good. <laughs> He's like, I think what stuck to me is he said, people do not like to, uh, it was something about de- to deconstruct your heroes. And everyone assembled was kind of like, you mean deconstruct Batman Superman? Like, <laughs> that's pretty straightforward, you know, what you need. So even even whenever Zack Snyder was uh, making Justice League, he was making it a little bit of a lighter tone and not so goddamn dour and just crazy. The DC Murderverse. Correct. Uh, he was he had gone into Justice League wanting to make it a little more lighter, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. So by all accounts, Joss Whedon came in, uh, took over for Justice League, uh, and basically what it sounds like is they gave jo- Joss Whedon the shooting production, everything like that. And the studio went, make this something else entirely. And Joss Whedon said, sure. <laughs> and what we got was a justice league movie. That's it's not good by any stretch of the imagination. It's not great. Could it could now hold on. So could yeah. it like, could a person who just loves the DC universe pure and, and sure. pure, a pure love. Could they enjoy that movie? <sighs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Not I, like a film critic, not like yeah, a beret-wearing sure. neckbeard. I, I mean, I, 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 I would have to kind of, kind of defer to Vargas a little bit. But as a film, as like someone who loves movies and someone who loves, like right? It doesn't DC, work as a movie. Right. It doesn't work as a movie, and I think as a DC thing, it also doesn't really work either. Vargas, do you have? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like summed up. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole thing is like, I get what Snyder wanted to do, and it. He wanted to copy what Nolan did with Batman and take it to another level like Frank Miller did with Dark Knight Returns. Because that's the way you break down a superhero. Or Watchmen. Correct. That's the way you break down a superhero. But he just made it grumpy. Yeah, and and that's the thing. We we can dive in. I don't know if we have enough time in this podcast (laughs) to really dive into... Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, and what Zack Snyder's vision was, because Zack Snyder has been very open um, at cons and other stuff where he's talked about what his arc was for these movies, and his his arc for Justice League is bananas. Like, what he originally wanted to do is nuts. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, of course. I know, I know this is sort of what we're diving yep. into, the point of it, but do you think that he's had all these things at cons and everything because of the way it was received. And he was like in his head, like that's, I need to fix this. That's what I'm getting to. So, okay. so I think basically I, I do not his, I, I, I do not think, and that's what Snyder cut was kind of born out of was this whole idea of like, well, justice league sucked. Something else must've happened And there. Most of these Snyder cut people originally morphed out of there's some weird conspiracy where Zack Snyder filmed more of the movie than we thought and he has it and he was kicked off the film for Joss Whedon. That's essentially what Snyder Cut bros came from. And the hashtag came out like the fucking same day. It came out very quickly. Yeah. That's what's (laughs) nuts about it. And so originally Zack Snyder kind of just like jokingly played into it. Like he would be like signing stuff or at cons. People would ask him about it and he would kind of be like, well, I mean, I have it, you know, like it's yeah, sure. Like I have it meaning like an image in his head. He has something. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like Zack Snyder is very open whenever he storyboards movies. And that's a really cool thing about like Man of Steel. Uh, whenever they announce this, the, the quote unquote Snyder cut 
is uh, he has all like he has these like leather bound books of like his storyboards for the movies that are really interesting. So I do not doubt originally the Snyder cut existed in these books in like storyboards and doodles and things like that. So like my big issue was with this whole through this three year process of getting to this point was like the gatekeeping and the toxicity that kind of morphed out of this thing. And there is some good that's come out of the Snyder cut bros. Don't get me wrong. What but like, is what what good? They actually like raise money, like a ton of money for suicide prevention and God stuff like that. Damn like it. they've done good things. That irritates me that they but, did good. But again, things. it started out as like this crazy gatekeeping thing. Like you you can't announce like they announce all these other DC movies and we're like, but where's the Snyder Cut? Like Aquaman with Jason Momoa is coming out with, like Christmas like twenty eighteen. Give us the Snyder Cut. Like Matt Reeves is showing off his new Batman movie that's totally separate from the DCEU. Well, that's not my Batman. Where's the Snyder Cut? Christopher Reeves like these two legs are are brutal. So like, it, it's morphed in this whole thing, and like Jason Momoa has talked about it too, where he's like, "I've seen it. It's awesome. Like, give it to the people." He's just lying. And Zack Snyder, that's his his like whole morph. Where's Zack Snyder morphed from the very start of this to where he is now is like it exists. I want to give it to people. And, but he has clarified in the press release and stuff like that, like, it is not finished. There is no cut, cut a finished of cut. the movie. Yeah. Because that, that's the whole thing. Is it's a gaping a, a, wound. A studio a would not do with this thing. Where they would have all this footage just waiting either for some like light uh, VFX work, which would cost millions and millions of dollars, yeah. and just have it laying around. And that's the big thing about Warner Brothers they would not have um, released the Justice League and it not receive well and then gone, well, we're going to re-release a different Justice League and like have a big black eye on us. You know what I mean? Like that's not the way <clears throat> studios and things like that work. Right. So now what we're getting is Zack Snyder has said he is bringing in like the original cast for like voiceover work. No new like footage quote unquote um hbo and like at&t who like have collaborated with this whole thing are giving him like 30 million dollars to finish post-production like vs vfx work sound work things like that to be released next year in a four-hour cut of the movie or six episodes miniseries which is still so again that that release right there like that information is just saying that he does not have a cut. It is not finished. At There's all. not a thing to put out. Correct. And he's even said like it might look totally different than what he originally wanted to do three, four years ago. So again, it's not even a fucking it's director's the, cut. It's not it's the just same. A new thing. That's a thing. It's with. not a. It is a Snyder cut. How irritating! But it's not a true, like director's cut of that movie. It's something totally different well, that he that he wanted to do. Same thing as if we gave Brian all the footage we filmed over the course of six months mm-hmm. and said, make, make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, I mean, kind of, or like, yes, or you guys had actually released like some movie of like Brian and Vargas. And then like in the middle of making the movie, Brian fucked off. Vargas finished it. And then I was like, no, dude, I want Brian. That's Brian's vision. I want to, I want to see that. Yeah. So there's, there's like 12 Brian, release the Brian cut, not my Vargas cut. Someone get that trending hashtag release the Brian cut. But that means that, so yeah, 
if there's 12 episodes of Brian and Vargas, I get pulled out through 10 of them. Yep. And then someone's like, oh, 11 and 12 would have been way fucking right. better if Brian was there. It's like, no, nah, man, it was the same, it's the right. same shit. I'll turn a couple jokes on their on their heads but like yeah how i mean because again he's not it's not like he's going to film new things there is nothing everything new he is filmed is filmed yes and so what these and people are saying is that they think that there's i mean at least they, it has to be at least 30 they, minutes it, it is morphed more. into they think Zack snyder filmed an entire movie separate separately or whatever. So six hours or, of filming? So this is where the conspiracy part of the Snyder cut stuff kind of comes up. <laughs> where basically a lot of Snyder bros, I, I would say the majority of them think, they're like Zack Snyder basically finished filming the movie and then was kicked off and then Joss Whedon came in and like filmed a whole new fuck, movie. Fucked it all up. Yeah, basically. Do those guys have corduroy ties? I guess so. But like that, it's, they blame it on reshoots the dreaded word reshoots which is a totally normal process of making and filming a movie every movie has every reshoots. movie has reshoots that you pick up shots or you after you watch a, a rough edit you go yeah that didn't really work we need to do this so on a, a giant vfx heavy movie like justice league you would have extensive reshoots to like fix stuff or go back and do stuff again whatever so from their understanding is that like whenever they went to do the dreaded reshoots Joss Whedon took over the movie and made it his own thing. And instead of doing a reshoots, just did shoots. Right. And, and the, don't be wrong. There is stuff like if you go back and watch some of the old trailers and teasers for Justice League, there's like shots and VFX stuff and character moments that are different. Like there's... Of course there are. And, and, in and, every movie. Yes, correct. And, and there's a lot of um, like pictures in, in production stills released uh, that, that that paint a different picture of the movie is specifically when it comes to Ray Fisher's cyborg character, like a, a deeper um, backstory to his character and things like that. Um, as well as I, I saw just today or yesterday that uh, an, a, like a voice actor came out and was like, yeah, I, I played dark side in the movie. And he's like, now I can say that because we're doing the movie now. And he's like, I provided the voice for dark side, which we all kind of knew that Darkseid was going to be in parts of the movie, not like a, a big main villain because uh, Steppenwolf was always going to be, from my understanding, the main villain. Yeah, Heavy Metal but, Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> but Darkseid is related to Steppenwolf in a way, and Darkseid was going to be the Thanos of the DCEU. And so like Darkseid was going to show up in some capacity in the movie, but not have a part in the movie that was so big that he was the villain. And again, you know what I mean? Vargas, correct me if I'm wrong, but you could still have Dark Darkseid could still have voiceover work as like an a, a disembodied voice or like someone hearing something that's great. Like anything with voiceover work, you can turn it into anything. Or I mean, yeah, they're giving Scott Snyder what between thirty and sixty million dollars. Zach, so like, Zach Snyder. Let's say, let's say that the other day. Zach Snyder. It's not Scott Snyder. No, Sc Scott Snyder. Batman. Yeah, Scott Snyder is a current book guy. Yeah, thirty million dollars to to finish this movie. So it's the same. They could do the same thing Marvel did with Thanos. Where right, right. They had a completely unrelated dude do that cameo at the end of the first Avengers movie. Right, like, and, and that was my okay. whole thing with, especially when this all started. Like whenever people were like, "Oh, we're gonna get the Snyder cut." It's like the only way you're going to get the Snyder cut is through like an animated thing. You know what I mean? Like, because there's no way 
they like Zack Snyder has the money to finish this movie and there's no way a studio, let alone Warner brothers would give him the money to finish whatever he has. So basically the only way we'd see it is like, uh, like those living comic book movies that they have. Those are fun. Those are fun or some type of animated thing, you know also what I mean? Fun. Which is also be fun. Um, but it, I was, I, I was talking that morning with Greg and Ty, but may their, who may their name, may they, may oh. their rest in peace. Too. Like, because everyone was convinced that during this man of steel watch party for like the five year anniversary or whatever the fuck it is that Zack Snyder was going to re- like reveal something. And I like tuned in one time and it was literally Zack Snyder in his home theater in a robe in a dark room, just like talking about the making of the movie. And I was like, there's no fucking way they would announce something as big as the Snyder cut. And, and then he, at, just, he just opens his room. Yeah. And the reveal was, it was, was interesting because like uh, they did like a Q and a after with like random fans, like big Snyder cut fans, I guess. I don't know who they were. And then Henry Cavill showed up. So I was like, so that's whenever I got like, something is about to happen. Yeah. Um, and so they at, kind of just asked like general questions. And then one girl from like Brazil, um, she was like, I'm going to ask the big question. When are you going to release the Snyder cut? And they all kind of laughed and everyone, you could see every time like they would like Henry or Zach would start to speak, everyone would kind of like tense up and everyone tensed up. And Zach was like, I don't, it's not a thing. Like Zach literally was like, it's not finished. There is no release. Like I have no plans right now, like along those lines. Yeah. And then Henry Cavill jumped in and was like, I'd like to see it. Yeah. But and then everyone I- went. What it, it became like this whole it's like a thing. fan service thing at that point. It was, yeah. it was just Cavill trying to drum up and interest so, yeah. for his money. So, He's probably got money coming out of the back end. Correct. Like, so, so Henry Cavill is kind of like, I'd like to see it. Like he like was kind of like slightly like, I'd like to see it. Yeah. Maybe give me one, money. Like show, show me. And so then, me. so Zack Snyder was kind of like, Oh, I'll show you what I have right now. That's whenever he flipped his camera around and showed like the, the robe, the HBO max Snyder cut logo, uh. like June, 2021 or whatever. And that's what was the big reveal. Interesting. Um, Here's a question. Okay. I, so, so again, so we know that Snyder, what? what? And I also want to say. And another thing. And another thing. Yeah. I think this uh, is almost, in a way, can be really bad for the creative process and for the studio process. I think you can make an argument for that. You can. It's always been my thing. I don't think there Especially should be... Especially for fans going like, we want this other thing. Yeah, fuck Give those. it to us now. I'll say, I'll say, I hope I don't have any friends that have been preaching for Snyder Cut. But I mean, fuck those fans that are just like... Right. Anyway, whatever. If you don't... My, my whole thing is stop having director's cuts and just hire a director that you trust to make the best movie. Right. I'll, I'll throw the name Edgar Wright and I'm going to segue into this real quick but Edgar Wright every movie he's made has been yes. his vision and that's why he stepped off of Ant-Man because it wasn't going to be his because vision. they wanted to put in of course all the Marvel stuff and yeah. he's like I'm not going to do it if it's that and yeah. he, he stepped away which is fine Ant-Man was still a lot of fun right and I respect Edgar Wright for for realizing that he wasn't yep. going to get what he wanted out of it so that's fine right. and and that's what earlier whenever Vargas and I were <laughs> doing our bit <laughs> <laughs> about um, different varying assembly cuts and director's cuts out there that are essentially like true director's cuts um, because the term director's cut is kind of a, I don't want to say quite a misnomer, but it's it, in this, in for a lot of movies, it, it is kind of a, like a, it is yeah. a, a, like a misdirection because a lot of the time directors 
they have some say it's very rare when a director has true final cut on a movie. Um, sometimes directors like David Fincher on aliens three, he had this crazy, interesting vision, which you can watch in the assembly cut, which I think is a fascinating movie. Um, however, whenever the studio started watching dailies and started watching the movie, they went, this isn't working. We're going to take it over and make our own thing. And David Fincher went, fuck the studio system. I'm out. Like, I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. Which by the way, dailies are just a bad idea nowadays, but anyway. Correct. Um, and that's what like happened in, in a lot of time, whenever, you know, director's cuts, what most people think of a director's cut is essentially the studio going, Oh, we could just insert just the, deleted, shit. the deleted scenes yeah. that were cut out for a reason yeah. and put those into a movie and release them. Yeah. Um, whereas like, David Fincher's assembly cut of Aliens 3 or Alien 3 is really, really great. It is his true vision. Um, Ridley Scott's many different cuts of the movie, um, particularly the final cut, which I think is a uh, Ridley Scott's true final vision for the movie. Uh, I can't remember what else we had talked, like whatever the other dr- true director's cuts there are out there. Um, I think Ridley Scott is the king of the director's cut. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> his, his cut of Alien is like not additional scenes added. It's just stuff like the pacing is just slightly different. Right, right. Um, same with James Cameron's obviously Aliens, Titanic. Oh, Hadley's Hope stuff. I was gonna in. say, yeah, like th- that's a true. That's an actual thing of like the deleted, like some of the deleted scenes being added back in. And, right. and I think the the director's cut of Aliens is better. Or, I mean, say that movie's already perfect. So saying better is kind of crazy. But I think it it fleshes out like all the pre the, like the stuff before that happened before a lot. Right. And then there's a scene like uh, whenever they're defending the room and like they're they're uh, they have all the turrets set up. There's more of that in the director's cut that I think adds a lot more tension and like craziness that I think r- works really well. The other, the other big director's cut I can think of is daredevil. The, yeah. the Netflix movie, because it basically makes, daredevil on r-rated movie yeah it's not what the studio was trying to avoid right and it makes it so much better because there's not all these weird random scenes cut out of the movie right to make it pg-13 interesting that's a I, by the way deep cut good good deep cut because i don't think anyone <laughs> i don't think anyone would have been like you know what daredevil that was the best right. director's cut and, and that's what like for real though if you get the opportunity go it watch is the director's cut of it is actually really good. And that's what like going back to Zack Snyder stuff um, to kind of bring this thing, I guess, full circle ish because time wise, we're crazy. What? I, you got carried away talking about movies? I, what are you talking about? Like Zack Snyder, his director's cuts are actually a little like better than the movies. Like his. Wasn't his Watchmen director's cut his like direct, five Watchmen, hours? The ultimate cut is. Okay. Because there's Watchmen, which I think is a fine movie on its own. It's fine, yeah. There's the director's cut, which I think is way, is a better movie. Okay. Then the ultimate cut, which isn't, it adds too, it adds all the, uh, the black Fraser stuff in. It all back in. Which is like, in that, like in the movie, the pacing is way, way off in the ultimate cut. So it's, it's way too crazy. Um, Brian, the ultimate cut literally adds another movie. Yeah. That's too, no many mo- that's too many movies and like, in a movie. The, the pacing is all crazy in the ultimate cut. But I, the director's cut of Watchmen is legitimately, a, a, I would, I'm going to say it, a masterpiece. Like, it's it's really, really great. Wow. Um, and like I said, his... <laughs> she hit her head she on. Hit her head. <laughs> and like, his director's cut of Batman vs. Superman makes the movie better because it fleshes out, like, there's a whole, like, subplot of um, 
one of the reasons why Clark Kent Superman is so gets so pissed off at Batman and wants him to stop is because in the director's cut, there's a whole subplot that they cut out of Clark Kent being a reporter going around Gotham talking to people that Batman has fucked up their lives and or wow. fucked or fucked up the lives of like their family members. That's a lot of fun. And that's how you find out like it's mentioned briefly in Batman versus Superman, but it's, it dives more into it in the director's cut. But the reason why it, Batman is um, like branding people with the bat like thing. That's a spoiler to me. I didn't is know that. To, is for them to go to prison and get the shit kicked out of him and die. Damn. Like that's, that's why he's doing that. So like it's a whole what thing. What movie is this in? The old, the director's cut of Batman vs Superman. I need to watch more DC movies. I think. Like I said, we I should, haven't seen a single one since Christian Bale. I, I remember. I I remember. I went and saw Batman vs Superman opening night by myself and went. This is the most bonkers shit I've ever seen. I got have. And then you and I forced you and Rick to come and meet me at Screenland. Yeah. Like the next day, and we were the only ones in the theater. <laughs> oh yeah, remember that? Because isn't that the one where he has the nightmare? He, I I told you it's like sequence or whatever. Yes, that's when Batman has his crazy nightmare futuristic that was the vision. Last DC movie. And then like Flash shows up and he's like, Lois is the answer. Bye. I <laughs> I, like, I remember literally turning to Brendan like, and I was what? like I was like hey. Uh, what what just happened? Because I don't who's what's yeah. happening. Right? Is that Daredevil? Nope. It's yeah. just been Affleck. <laughs> it's the Flash with a beard. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but again, but but it adds in in the director's cut of Batman vs Superman. It adds in like why Clark wants Batman to stop a, like a little bit better, other than like I don't like you. Stop it. Yeah. And then you get Martha, which is a whole problem in and of itself. Um. But yeah. So. Whew. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder makes movies. Go check them out. Decide if you like them on your own. Uh, director's cuts. I mean, look, just hire a director. Let them make the movie they want to make because right. you trust them. That's Don't why you let the studio them. interfere, which we've talked about multiple times. Uh, anyway, Fargus, you got any closing arguments? Yeah, I think um, in about 15 or 20 years, uh, we should do the Brian cut of this episode yeah. where actually we like the Snyder cut. Look, but all that footage got cut out. Plot I'll, twist. I'll say this. The Brian cut exists, <laughs> but you guys, it's not finished, <laughs> but it's there. Once HBO approaches me to make right. it, that's when we'll go. And I, I love that maneuver too of, you have to have HBO Max to watch this thing. You have to have yeah. HBO subscription service to watch this thing. But I think the wording of a lot of their press releases says they're going to release it on like Wherever. video, yeah. Blu-ray, something like that. I, w- I was, I think, one of the few people during quarantine to delete a subscription service instead of... Yeah, I got rid of HBO. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, so I did too. Well. Uh, but anyway, we hope you enjoyed our Zack Snyder <laughs> bitch fest. Uh the man can do no wrong except that he touches everything and then it goes wrong. <laughs> but, but Vargas, uh, we miss you. We'll see you soon. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Everybody except Greg from First Issue Club and Ty from <laughs> Who the Hell Is This For? You sons of bitches are in for it. And I can't wait. Peanut M&Ms. Uh, other than that, I mean... Thanks for listening. Find us on the internet of all places. You can find us, uh, you can email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at debates on tap. Uh, find us on Instagram, debates on pictures. And we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash debates on tap. Uh, other than that, I mean, enjoy us wherever you're enjoying us Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, any, any of the podcast things. Stitcher. I think we're on there. 
We're out, we're there. Like I, I think even I had one person tell us they use like podcast addict. Which what we didn't even <laughs> do know. anything with that, but <laughs> they listen to us there. They can find us there. So wherever find us, that's great. Uh, tell a friend, definitely. Tell an enemy if you want them to subject. If they like peanut M and M's, tell them. Sons of bitches, <laughs> have fun uh, burning in candy hell. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>